Hello, this is Matteo and welcome to the Inside People podcast. If you're struggling with productivity and finding time for yourself, this episode is for you. Today I sit down with Mick, a graduate student, freelancer, entrepreneur and traveller. In the past year, he's literally been everywhere, from working as a consultant while studying to travelling to seven different countries and starting his own business. While going through his life story, Mick discusses the importance of planning for productivity while ensuring time for rest, how to approach new people while feeling like the outsider, and how to create healthy boundaries in relationships. Mick is about to launch his own web store, Beanscription, a subscription-based business with the goal of delivering high-end specialty coffee that is fairly traded and grown in environmentally sustainable circumstances. Other than what he's already achieved, I am really grateful to be able to call Mick a friend. The objective of the Inside People podcast is to give people an opportunity to talk about their journey, their wins and struggles, and make us feel a little bit more connected in a world that doesn't seem to have time to stop and understand others. If the content we're putting out there resonates with you, it'd be great if you could follow the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever platform you normally use. Also, rating the podcast on Spotify will really help us reach more people and build a community in which we'll feel inspired and a bit less lonely. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the Inside People podcast. I really appreciate it. Hello, Mick. Welcome to the Inside People podcast. I'll start with the same question, which is what is your definition of success and why are you proud of being yourself today? Yeah, being able to be free to do anything fun when I want to and in the meantime also do something to make a living that also fulfills my needs so if i would get a job i would want it to be something that i really like doing or something for myself like building something which i can be proud of and i would like to see as many things as possible i would i, I don't know for me success it would be that i that i achieve all the things that i like that i dream of inside of all the skills i want to acquire that i not not only money wise also meet the right person on all fronts just be happy yeah i get it i think that's a great definition though just to be able to realize what you want to realize and pursue what you want to pursue regardless of material things but then right now as we always talk about it's really important to focus on the now why do you think you are successful today because i think we should all find a definition of why we are you have to think that you are successful today in a certain way i think i'm actually when i think about it i'm very successful today but usually i don't look at it i'm just focusing on the next thing and getting further and getting better but when i look back and it's going to be sound a bit cocky or like bragging but i feel like i i achieved everything i wanted so far everything that i put my mind to i achieved it so what is it that makes you the most proud of yourself then today that i'm able to put in the hard work and discipline myself to keep sticking to one certain thing until i achieve it if it's still my goal if i if i want to achieve something that i put in all my work in creating that and eventually achieving it that's something i'm really proud of yeah i think you're really good at it in that in this conversation i would like to talk a little bit about your story and you've been up to so many things in this past year and so you started your bachelor in 2019 then moved on with your masters in 2022 then you've been traveling a lot you've recently started your own business so it'd be great if you could give a little bit of context first who you are where you're from what you do and and then we can start diving deeper into your story yeah my name is mick i'm 22 years old and i grew up in a little town close to den Bosch, which is called nederheimert in dutch and i think no one will know it but it was a very religious town and i also went to a religious uh, primary school i didn't mind that much but i'm not religious myself in that sense so then i went to the high school in den Bosch, and after that of course to tilburg where uh, my bachelor started so the beginning of your bachelor pretty much overlapped with the beginning of the pandemic. How did it shape your experience at uni and how did it impact you mentally? Because I guess at the beginning of university, it is really all about meeting new people, hanging out, making new friends. You need to be there, right? But then the fact that everything shut down all of a sudden, and I guess you had to stay at home, did it have a negative or didn't really have an impact on you 
positive. <laughs> I don't know, like mentally that I felt, I, I didn't really feel depressed. I just felt annoyed and restless the whole time because I was, I felt like I was locked in my own house. Yeah. And I remember the first day I just was walking around my whole house because I didn't have anything else to do. But then, um, yeah, I don't know. I just tried to find things, uh, like creative things to keep myself busy and everything went online but it wasn't really that hard to keep up also because the tests were online and i don't know it was it wasn't that hard at that time D- did you feel this lack of connection though i don't know if you had really because i guess you didn't really know the people that you were constantly with every day uh, so probably you didn't have the opportunity to, to yeah. get closer but i think that's one of the things that the greatest part of people has told me is that all of a sudden you cannot be with the people that you... I think because of that, because everything closed down, all my contacts that I created in the beginning of The Bachelor all watered down. And then after when everything opened up again, it was like I didn't know them anymore. And then I wouldn't even... Yeah, of course, I would say hi to them. And that that's, that would be it. Because also the, the end was in the like the third year after I came back from exchange. So I only had half a year left. I didn't really go to class that often, I think. So I didn't really see them that often. So it was just weird. And of course, when I was at home or when everything closed down, I came back home and I still did things with my friends from there because it was easier reachable. I could go there by bike. All right, but they didn't wait on you too much though because you didn't really know them probably. Yeah, we had a really good time and I felt bad for it. It was like a shame. It would have been nice if if they were still there, but it didn't affect me in the long term or something. As you were mentioning, in your third year, you went on exchange. And it is something that resonates a lot with me. I've moved to a few places throughout the years. And what I'd like to know first is why did you decide to go on exchange in the first place? And what made you make this choice? I mean, I'm interested in knowing if there's a moment when something clicked in your mind and you went like, all right, I need to change something. I don't know, because... When I was even looking at studies, I already had in my head, I'm going to go on exchange in the third year. When I looked at international business administration as a study and I saw the opportunity to go and study abroad for half a year, I was like, yes, I'm for sure going to do this. There's nothing that can stop me from doing this. (laughs) So I, I was already sure from the beginning that I wanted to go on exchange. I don't know, just to experience living in a different country all by yourself. Because also... I didn't want to go to a different place with a friend. I, I just wanted to go on my own because I wanted to experience it myself. I wanted to like grow from it myself, the figuring yeah. everything out. But I believe that's, that's great because that's also the most common answer and it's the answer that I always give as well, which is, I don't know, I felt the need to do it, but I don't really know where it came from. It, it was something that I had to do. Yeah. It's not that I decided, it's just, it came to me at some point. You go like, I have to do it. I have no choice. But then for you, was was different because you chose like to go to a different country by yourself and live there. Yeah. And for me, it was included in the program. So it was kind of yeah. an opportunity that a lot of people already picked. And that opened the door for me. But I, you did, you did it all by yourself. But probably, it's, yeah, it's pretty much the same thing, I guess. I don't know. We still went to a different country. But... Up until that moment, you had obviously lived at home with your family, as it should be when you're young, right? And then all of a sudden, you needed an experience. You wanted to go alone because you wanted to sort of grow and change. And you needed an experience that would allow you to pursue that growth and whatever you want you were looking for. And from that perspective, what do you think? Did it work? How did, you, how did it feel? I, I thought it was amazing. I thought it was on one of the best experiences I had so far because eventually, or when I when I came there, I came there by train, which was also a weird choice because a lot of people would have just taken the plane. But I thought it would be nice. But it eventually, was pretty shit. <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't that beautiful as right. I expected. And I was uh, I was sitting in this train for sixteen hours because I went to Croatia on exchange from the Netherlands by train, and I went through Slovenia. And eventually, the trains kept getting worse and worse. The final train was, I think, in Slovenia. And then all of a sudden, at the border with Croatia, it stopped. And those policemen with guns came in. And I was like, fuck, what's going on? <laughs> and they just wanted to check my ID. But And then they went out again. And then all of a sudden, they went in again. And they checked again. <laughs> so I was like, I was there on my own 
for the first time ever in a different country all by myself in the evening. And then I was like, whoa, what's going on? And how did it feel though? that in the moment did it make you change your mind because i think the toughest part when you decide to do something like that you decide to move so it's a big change i think you're really hyped the days before going and then on the day you go in the morning or whenever you're leaving it starts feeling a bit weird because it's like oh it's real this is actually this is actually happening and then at least for me is when you get there you're like why did i do it yeah for me it was the same when i got there and then I went to the apartment and the apartment was, was really nice. But I was like, fuck, I'm, I'm here now for half a year on my own in a different country. And what did I do? <laughs> but then the next day I went out for a walk and it was already nicer. At the beginning, it's all nice. At least for the first day, it's nice. But then you need to start meeting people because otherwise you're going to feel really lonely. Yeah. In that situation, the thing that helped you the most is meeting people. Yeah, for sure. Because um, I also had a roommate there from Italy, but he also didn't arrive yet for 10 days. So it was 10 days I was there on my own in the beginning. So the first day I didn't meet anyone. I just went and see the city and just walk around. And I remember looking up some places. So I went there and got a coffee and that I really liked. (laughs) Just being totally anonymous in a different country and then just doing whatever you want. (laughs) But then eventually I was like, okay, now, now it's boring. Because now I saw everything, now I should actually meet people because otherwise I'm going to stay here on my room for the, the next half year and I w- wouldn't want to do that. So then there was this groups chat of, of everyone that was also going on exchange. So in that sense, it was really easy to meet people because everybody wanted to meet people and they were all texting like, oh, we're going to do something tonight. Does anyone want to join? So in that way, it was really easy. But still, of course, responding was easy and then going there. But then you had to like tap someone on the back hey <laughs> can i sit with you guys nice <laughs> yeah, to meet you in those situations you're alone in a new place you start feeling a bit down after, as soon as you arrive because you're like oh shit i'm in a new place what should i do now i agree that from the second you meet a person it just clicks you i don't know it changes but then what was your way of bonding and connecting and getting to know because as you were mentioning it's not easy to go and talk to a brand new person or to a group of 10 new people and it feels really forced yeah it does and also the hard thing is it's easy to to start a conversation with someone and ask the same five different things that you ask to everyone but then after that i don't know there was this night on monday and then everybody met at this certain bar and you could have drinks for for really cheap and that's where all the exchange people went and you could meet new people and i went there and i met some people and i asked the same five things and i was like hey what are you doing here where you're from and all those like superficial things and then after that sometimes i was like okay now i'm I don't know, I'm bored. And then I went to the next person. So eventually you knew everybody by name, but not in a good way, only like from talking for a few minutes to them. And then it's going to be it's going to be hard because eventually eventually they will form groups and those groups will be more connected with each other. But that's the time when you also need to reach out to the same people again and ask them to do do things more often because otherwise you're going to be like left out. And that's, that's really hard. I, I thought it was really hard because I was seeing those groups and I didn't really relate with them yet at that time. But I still need, I wanted to also be part of the group. Yeah, so I kept texting them like, hey, what are you guys doing? Do you want to do something fun? And then eventually I got in or we did more fun things and eventually it was really nice. But at the beginning, I remember it was pretty hard uh, sometimes. And I was I was like, oh, do they like me? I don't know. It's Sometimes it's hard at that times. Is there someone that you managed to connect with at a deeper level? Because the question here would be about the difference, obviously in hindsight, between the people that you bonded with and the others. Mm, that's a good question. Because there weren't that many people that I did things with alone. And I feel like when you do things with a whole group of people, then it's it's nice and you can have a chat with someone and then eventually you can move on to the next one. But if you do things with someone, only the two of you, I feel then you get a way deeper connection. And there was only a few people that I did that with and those are the people that I would like to, that's one of the people I, I went to visit 
in last summer and those are the people that i would text now to see what how they're doing why were they different i mean why did you perceive them as different is it something that you could put in tangible terms or something that happens and you don't know i think that's just something that happens but also sometimes i feel like a preference for someone i'm, yeah. I'm like okay i like you maybe more yeah. than someone else i would like to hang out with you more often and that's when i it comes more from me the effort so i ask them more often if they want to do something and if it's the other way around then of course if someone asks me to do something i will, it would be nice and maybe if i didn't think about them in the first place maybe when we do start doing things more often then i will find out that they're also really nice and that we also have a good yeah. connection but it's i don't know i think it's just occasionally you just have to it's just what comes up in your head for like i like this person more maybe in my opinion the most important ingredient is time yeah. i don't know if you agree but you can't rush it you need to spend time with this of acquaintances so people that you have the chance to see more or less constantly and so that out of those people you can naturally pick the ones that you drawn to was more than the others if you think about your exchange i mean an image person something what do you think of i think i forced myself to become more extroverted so that i it would be easier for me now to approach someone and maybe it made me i don't know more confident more independent able to take care of myself but i think i was already pretty independent but i think now even more yeah so at the end of this was in 2022 right that you went on exchange and so uh, in the summer i guess more or less you went back home in the netherlands and i'm curious to know how that felt going back home and the first days weeks back home and because really often you is the reverse right of what you experience when you go now you're used to the new place the new country new situation whatever and then all of a sudden in a day you're back to reality That's and so it's weird. like has it actually ever happened yeah i know i, rem- I remember it's so so weird and also, I didn't want to go back to my own country. There were a lot of people that went uh, in between exchange. They went back home for like a couple of days or maybe during Christmas. And I didn't want to go back at all. I just wanted to be there the whole time because I wanted to experience everything. And then at the end, when I came back, at first, I, I didn't really didn't want to go back. But then when I came back, it was exactly like that. Like everything was normal again. And it was like nothing ever happened. Yeah, everything was the same again. <laughs> It is so weird. And then sometimes I had uh, later, in months later or even a year later, I had this feeling when I thought back about it, I was like, shit, I wish I could go back once more and be with all those people because you only had the chance once to see all those people at the same place at the same time because probably it's not going to happen again. And that's the thing that I think is really, it sucks sometimes. Yeah. How can we be able to solve the and reason in the exact way you just mentioned but in the real moment i don't know but it's, it's so hard sometimes i think about it during a moment and then i'm like okay i should enjoy it right now but really often i, I catch myself thinking about the future or about the past or about i don't know about other things and then i don't really fully experience or fully live in that moment and it really sucks actually yeah, a thing that you just mentioned was that while you were on exchange, you didn't want to go back home, like for the holidays or for a week or something. Why? Because at first I thought it would be weird if I just came back for a couple of days and then you see everyone again and then you have to say goodbye again. And it's like, yeah. okay, I'm going back again. <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't want to miss any time there. I just wanted to live this time uninterruptedly. And also, so I spent uh, Christmas there also. Yeah. I had a girlfriend at the time and she, she came and then we spent Christmas there. What you say now is something that resonates a lot with me because it's what happens to me as well. And again, it's not, at least for me, I don't know about you, you can tell tell me, but it's not that I don't want to go back because I don't enjoy the people there and everything. It's more because I see it as a form of being in the moment. It's like right now I'm here and I'm living this experience. So I don't see why I shoot prevent myself to fully live here and go back home now it's more like i'm on exchange now for six months and i don't want to think about home not because i don't care but it's because i'm here now it's not because i because i don't care about home quote unquote home it's because i care about here which is different it's caring about something else it doesn't mean not caring about the other and so it's more now i'm here i want to live it here and live it fully here when it's time to go back home i will enjoy it back home again I don't know if you agree. That's a really good explanation, I think. Yeah, it, it's you want to experience the moment there 
and then when you come back you'll you'll see it there and it's gonna be nice there again but at that time you should get everything out of it i think and then it's the best do you think that happens with people as well let's say a person that we have a connection a relationship with if on a certain day they don't want to see us because they have to do something else we tend to take it personally and i believe that seeing from a different perspective it could simply mean that it's not that they don't want to hang out with us it might be that they want to spend time with themselves or someone else they care about and that is also valuable for them yeah a lot of people would take it personally and me as well me if as something well. like that happened and if you could turn it around in that sense and really in your own body don't feel any stress about it just feel good with it then it would be amazing i wish i could do that <laughs> And you should understand because probably in your in your way it would be the same. For me, it would be hard to say no to her. But that's also something that I should learn because it's really important to focus on yourself sometimes and give yourself time to figure around things out. Going back to your story, so in the same year is when is actually when we met because we both started the same masters here in the Netherlands. And uh, one thing that you mentioned and made me curious to sort of ask you more about is that you decided to, you didn't really know what to do. And so you decided to start your master because your a friend of yours was doing the same thing. Sometimes it feels that we are, I'm not saying that's your case because you're the one that has to tell me, but that we make choices because we are pushed by others, pushed by, but not in a, it's something that happens. It's not something that people actively do, but we feel forced to do things. I have to start university. I have to do this. I have to do that. And it's difficult not to do it because we believe, we grow up believing that that's what we should do i mean you weren't sure about what you wanted to start regardless of the outcome whether you liked it or not and you can tell us about it as well but why did you start anyways yeah that's a good one and i think a lot of times people are pressured by other people not really consciously but yeah. because it's supposed to happen you're supposed to do a master after your bachelor i don't know for me it didn't really feel like pressure it was more in my head i already had it in my head okay, after my bachelor, I'm going to do my master and then I'm done. It was something that I needed needed to finish because I can't handle not finishing things. <laughs> and then I also wanted to finish it straight after my bachelor because I wanted to finish it in the shortest time possible. I don't know why, it's just in my head. That's how I like it. Yeah. And I didn't really know what, what master to do yet. I was thinking about strategic management and I wanted to do it. I wanted to sign up for it. And then my friend on vacation, he had some good arguments why finance would be a better master. And then I was like, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'll enroll in it now. <laughs> so then I enrolled for finance. Why do you think you fell in the first place? This needs of, if I don't do my masters, I'm not finishing this university thing. Meaning that you had finished your bachelor. So you were in a certain, it's not, you did not sign a contract when you were born saying, I have to finish my bachelor, I have to finish my master's. So why do you think in your brain, it's my brain as well. So again, I'm not saying that it's not something that happens to me, but you weren't feeling, quote unquote, finished without a master's. Yeah. I don't know. I always have that with everything. Also, I had it with my bachelor. I didn't want to do a year over. I was like, I'm in my head, it can't, I can't do it. It, it doesn't exist. I can't finish my bachelor in four years. It has to be three years. Also with my uh, high school, I I can't do it in more years than than is normal. <laughs> or maybe maybe it's not normal because a lot of people also take longer for it, and that's fine. But in my head, it felt like okay, I, this is the amount of time that is set for it normally according to the rules. So this is the time I'm going to take to do it. There's no other option. I don't know. I also, I always had that. Also with my masters, I'm gonna pass it in one year it doesn't matter how hard i need to work i'm just gonna pass it when you feel like i need to finish this thing in one year otherwise what otherwise what that's my question yeah otherwise <laughs> otherwise it won't be that bad but i there's never a scenario in my head that thinks that i'm not gonna make it i'm always like i'm gonna make it there's no other way and then if it turns bad then i'm like okay now i need to work really hard because i really want to make it and then I work hard and then always it turns out good so far. I'm asking because I need to understand it as well. I'm trying to figure out why, because there has to be a reason. Because yeah. if you think about it, there is no rule that is set. You put so much pressure on yourself to be able yeah, to achieve this. But why? What happens if you finish in one, one year more than was initially planned? 
probably you enjoy it more. Maybe, yeah. Maybe you will do more fun things and it will be actually better and nicer. Yeah. I don't understand though. Because I think that's negatively correlated with appreciating what you're doing. For me, it's when you're doing something. You know, you have a project. You want to do something. You're not enjoying that something while you're doing it. You're thinking about the deadline. I don't care. It needs to be done which means that I'm not going to enjoy it while I'm doing it because while I'm doing it, I'm not really in the moment and enjoying it and learning more than enjoying learning it. But I'm like, I've got anxiety because I'm like, right, I'm doing it. This is an experience. This is an opportunity to learn more things. But at the same time, I need to move because I need to finish it as well. But I think that that sort of learning experience and having to move and rush into it do not really go hand in hand. No, that's true. And it's hard. Also, at the end of my master's, when I had to write my thesis, there was a really high pressure because I started a bit too late because I thought it would be better to go to Spain. Which is something I would love to talk about because that's also a really interesting thing about you. <laughs> do you want to first tell us a bit more about chronologically your last year, so 2023? Let's say from when you started your master's so to, that we can give a bit of context so at the end of 2022 until this summer, so the summer of 2023. Yeah, halfway 2022, I started my master. And then I met you, of course, and then a lot of other nice people from the masters. And I really liked it because all of these people were way more, they were way further already than the people in, in the bachelor, in my opinion, more focused on their goals than the people from the bachelor. They were always thinking about going out and doing fun things which is also really nice to do of course but at that time i my focus shifted yeah. more to mature things than before and that in that sense i really liked uh, the master and also that it was a topic a topic that i found more way more interesting than my bachelor actually i i, I like finance kind of uh, and Why? i like i don't know <laughs> because it's like a challenge they gave me this these pretty difficult courses and it was i thought it was nice because it was like a challenge for me to achieve because i i like it when it's a challenge when it's easy i i don't really put in that much effort and then um yeah the first half year was nice because i I told myself after I came back from exchange, I want to keep making trips and doing fun things. And of course, you can do fun things in the Netherlands. You can go out and go to a different city here. But it's I feel like it's way nicer to go to another country and then go there for a weekend instead of going to Amsterdam, because I've already seen that a couple of times. So that's what I told myself. And that's also what I did. So I, I made more trips abroad during my master's. Also, at the same time, I worked a lot. I remember I worked two days or three days during the week. And then after my, my work, I would take the train to see the final lecture in the evening of the master, which I didn't really know if it made any sense. I could have also studied at home. But <laughs> I liked I liked the people that I met in finance, so that's why I also I wanted to see them. So it was like a, a good way to socialize with the people there. But I really sometimes I made it myself too busy maybe because I worked so much. Also on the side I had this one job as like student consultancy and then on the side i also worked as a freelancer in restaurants and bars depending on what was available and i did that with my friends so that was also nice because then uh, we had in the weekends we did we all went to the same party for example where we had to work and that was also a fun way and i could earn a lot of money but eventually i needed to structure everything really well because otherwise i would fuck up and not make it yeah I think this is really interesting and it's something that I've always sort of sort of asked myself about you, which is, I mean, the masters we were doing is really, really demanding and it's pretty tough because it's all concentrated and in a year. And so you need to do a lot and you need, it's a full-time job essentially, but probably more. And something I've always asked myself is, because as you were saying, you're really well organized, but as you were mentioning as well, it's just when you decide something that you have to do, you're going to do it regardless of what it takes. And so the greatest part of people, including myself, were doing the masters. No jobs, nothing, because there would be no time to do anything else. Well, at the beginning of the year, you decided that you also had your job as a consultant. You were doing your masters and you were working as a freelancer. And it's what you start to throughout the whole thing. And you were still able to do it. And so in relation to this is, first of all, how did you manage? Because <laughs> to me, it's impossible. But then more than that is, in hindsight, how did you feel about it? 
was it necessary to sort of do so many things at the same time? Would you still do it? Or would you probably pick a few? I mean, how did you manage to keep a balance, but then at the same time succeed in what you were doing and not go crazy? Oh, I, I always had this. I'm pretty resistant to high pressure working, I think. But also at the beginning, I thought, okay, I'm just gonna, it's gonna be nice. I'm, I'm gonna make it anyway. But then after the first exams, I only passed one, I think. <laughs> and then I was like, oh shit, <laughs> I need to put in a bit more effort. And then, because then I, I started thinking for the resets, I need to pass it, otherwise I, I'm not gonna make the masters. And then uh, something switched in me. And that's always the case when I, I need to be reminded of it, that it's it's really necessary to focus on something more. And then I start uh, putting in more work. And for example, at those times I would stop working for a while and focus mainly on on studying and then put all my focus and all my effort into studying and then yeah i've i succeeded <laughs> so. so what would a day look like a busier day now it's different than then i feel like now it's maybe sometimes even more i do more things but at that time i wake up in the morning go to uni probably or go to work depending on the day like let's let's take a day where i had to work i would go to to work in the morning it would be from eight until four i think four thirty. then i would take the train to uni to see the lecture until six thirty. then i would go home and eat then i would go to the gym then i would i don't know maybe just relax or do something else that i something for myself that i find interesting and then i would go to bed and you then the still next day have and keep space for something that is a sort of activity that makes you relax a little bit it wouldn't be packed with only to-dos most times it would be with to-dos but sometimes i would also relax <laughs> but i like to stay busy so when i got home sometimes also i would just study because i still needed to do work for school so that's also something that i still needed to do and there were also other things for my work that i needed to do in my free time so that I would also spend time on. And if my friends wanted to do something, then I wouldn't cancel something to do with my friends. So I would also, I would always uh, go and do something fun then and then work on the other things later. And also a thing that you've always done, as you were mentioning before, you like to travel a lot. And it's something that you did, for example, throughout this year when you went to Spain and Turkey. And yeah, that's also something interesting because not only you were able to do your master's work at the same time to so do like this sort of things that one feels like they should be doing to sort of go on and keep on going but you also cut out time for you to rest and take a weekend off so it seems that you were able to sort of put in a lot of different things in the in the port and then but still able to succeed and so my question here is more like as you were saying fun activities are important because and I agree because they sort of allow your brain to rest but really often or at least in my case, they are the ones that you give up on before everything else. You're like, all right, I have to do many things. I won't go out. I won't go and get the beer with a friend because I have no time. And that's probably not wise. Yeah, but that's true. But that's maybe a difference between us because I would think I have to do a lot of things. I will go out and I'll, <laughs> I'll figure those things out later. <laughs> and you will be like... I won't go out and I'll work on those things. And then if it's finished, I can go out and then have a clear head. In hindsight, your strategy seems to be the winning one. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. at, at the end of the day, you also manage to go on holiday. You manage to have a job. You manage to... So that means that you have something that allows you to do that. And that is, again, a winning strategy. And my question, though, related to this is... Because obviously doing many things doesn't mean that you are enjoying what you're doing that you're living in the moment and so i don't know this may uh, you went to spain and it was a period in which we were writing our thesis and had to do our things and you decided to go there to write your thesis etc but in general is when you try to push together many different activities are you able and how if so to live in the moment enjoy it so if you have to do a thousand different things on a certain day but you still decide for two hours to go out with your friends are you able to go out with your friends without th thinking about the things that you have to do when you go back home yeah. when i studied when i did my masters 
I think I, I did. I think I was pretty able to live in the moment at that time. Right now, sometimes I feel like it's harder because I have a lot going on in my head and then I'm thinking about other things that I should do. And then I feel like it's harder. But at the time of studying, I, it was pretty easy for me to put it aside, the study, and just go and do something fun. And then after I came back, I could focus on the study again. Maybe it was also a good way to, to balance. I don't know. That's the way I... I dealt with it so I could have fun and enjoy and do fun things. And then after I could focus again for a long time, like really long periods of time, focus well. So do you see it as time slots throughout the day? Like from five to seven, I'm going out. During that time period, that time slot, that's what I'm doing. It's just my brain is not aware of anything anything else. I didn't plan it like that. I did plan my week really well every time (laughs) like every hour of the week i would plan in advance so like this at this time i'm going to do this and then it worked not of course not always but it was a really good way to organize it in my head and i i love to stripe things off when it's finished and it was a kind of a way to get satisfaction from all the work that i needed to do and what happens if on a certain day you're not able to stick to your schedule yeah then i would I wouldn't mind that much. I would just move it to the other day. But I would always try to just finish it. So it wouldn't affect you too much? No, I I didn't really care that much then. And then I would like to talk about, as I was saying, Spain and Turkey. Those are really interesting things for me. Because again, Spain, Spain, it was in a period in which we had to work on our thesis. And again, you decided to go to Spain and sort of take some time off, which I think is great (laughs) yeah the goal was to write the thesis there but of course that didn't happen that much or didn't happen at all i only made uh, i copied the layout that's the only thing i did (laughs) i did have some meetings because we still had a course and we had a zoom meeting and i remember we were in the car driving to valencia (laughs) i was like yeah (laughs) we'll do it later (laughs) yeah but it was pretty fun and uh, yeah i didn't really focus on the thesis i didn't really think about yeah. it that much and then i came back and i needed to start it so then all of a sudden i had a pretty high pressure and also i had a meeting with my supervisor and didn't seem that he was really confident in me achieving it yeah. before this certain date and then I w- i'm always when people don't believe me i'm like okay i'll show you <laughs> i'll show you that i can so then i put in a lot of work but then in july i went to spain again with my friends on holiday so for 10 days 12 days and that time okay I, w- I wasn't at all f- being able to focus on the thesis I, I didn't even bring my laptop and we we're just doing fun things every day and then when I came back of course I got even higher pressure because there wasn't that much time left and I also still wanted to go on another trip <laughs> which was to Turkey in, in August and it all had to it all had to fit in perfectly because otherwise I wouldn't be able to do it. Also for my defense, the date was perfect because if it was one day earlier, or it would be, I would still be in Turkey. I think because essentially you went to Turkey on the like a few days before your deadline, right? Yeah. And your thesis wasn't finished yet. No. But you still went. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm really, I'm I'm generally asking because I'm interested to know what goes on in your mind when you do it because I think it's it's genius. I'm being serious, but I because my brain doesn't work like that, and so I'm really curious to know what makes you do that because that works for you. Yeah, apparently it worked. I was talking because I wanted to visit this friend from exchange that I met before, and he lived in Turkey, or he lives in Turkey, and we planned it before, so we, I really wanted to see him because we had been talking about this for a long time, and he also visited me when I was in the Netherlands. And so we planned it in August, but I wasn't quite sure yet about the end date or the defense date. I had an indication, so I thought it would be okay. But still, I needed to do a lot for my thesis, so I I wasn't completely sure that I would finish it in time. But then the time came, and I thought I had everything almost finished, and then I handed it in. And then, of course, he came with a lot of feedback that I still needed to change things. And then I was like, I I got a bit uncertain. I was like, oh shit, am I going to make it now? And then I started thinking in my head, okay, maybe if I don't make it, it's okay, because I can still do it in, hand it in in October. But then on the other hand, I also, I would start a new job. Two days after my thesis defense, I would start my new job. Yeah, which would be full-time. 
and I could only would only be able to work on it in the weekends. So then again, it, I was in my head, okay, no, I have I have to make it now because there's no other way. So then, uh, when I was in Turkey, I also worked on my thesis a few days, not that long actually. I did it when, for example, we we went by train to a different city, and it took four hours. So in, in that time, I was able to work on my thesis, and also when I flew to Turkey, I could do it in the in the plane, like during those times, and then eventually. There was one day where I uh, I said to my friends, okay, I need to work on my thesis now for a few hours because otherwise I'm not gonna make it. So that was fine, but we still did we did a lot of things during the day. I saw so many different things and I went to so many different places. So we did so many things, and I also needed to do my thesis. So it was it was really intense. But did you while you were doing the fun things, did you have your thesis in the back of your mind? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. And were you able to still enjoy it? Yeah, yeah, it was still. I really liked it. And one of the last days we went to Cappadocia. And I really wanted to go there for such a long time because I also wanted to see those balloons and they would rise up only in the morning at five. And then my friend and his girlfriend was also joining. They were like, oh, but maybe we thought we could only go there during like a day trip and then we can go back. But I was like, no, I want to see the balloons. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then I booked a, a place. And in that place, I handed in my thesis in the evening <laughs> because it was on the final day. But I felt so bad. I was so tired because we were walking around for days and I didn't sleep that well for some days. I don't know if it was that day or the day after, but I also ate something bad and everything was fucked up for a second. I could barely even look at my thesis anymore. I was just like, okay, it's fine. I'll just hand it in now. I'll see what happens. And then after I handed it in, I went because it had a rooftop to place. And then I got happy again because then it was finally finished. And I, I could relax for a couple of days because I didn't get an answer yet for my thesis. So I didn't have to prepare yet yeah. for the defense. So like two or three days, I could just relax. And that was uh, really nice. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like you need a lot of pressure. Let's say we had four months to do a thesis and you used, I don't know, one month and a half, essentially. Do you think that you'd be able to do it in four months? Because I feel that, as you were saying, you need someone that tells you you can't make it by this deadline mm -hmm. to make something click in your brain and be like, are you sure I can't make it? I'll show you. But I, I will show you on my terms. And my terms are, I need to enjoy life as well. I need to go on holiday. I need to do this. I need to do that. Which, if you're able to do it, that's great. That's what one should do. And so it seems like you take the challenge. You accept the challenge. You're like, everyone is saying that if I don't spend every single day for the next four months in a library, I won't be able to finish my thesis. But then I'm going to show you that I'll be able to finish whatever I'm doing in half the time. But at the same time, I'm, I'm always enjoying life. You need to be under pressure. And I think that will be quite shit if you weren't able to enjoy the time off that you're taking. But from what you're saying, it seems that you are also able to enjoy the time. Yeah. And so it seems like the perfect strategy. Yeah. In that sense, it is. It's really nice. <laughs> and that's also if I would get a job, I would like to get a job that I would be able to fill in my own time. And they tell me, okay, this needs to be finished by this date and you can do whatever you want, but make sure that it's finished by this time. And then I, I can fill in everything else myself. Otherwise, I would hate it. I have a job now. I, I don't like it. <laughs> Are you a perfectionist? Do you consider yourself a perfectionist? Yeah, I think so. What's your perception of the quality of what you're doing, for example? Do you think that you'd be able to do a better job if you had more time? Or do you feel that what you're doing is the best version of the thing that you could put out there? Yeah, probably I could do better if I had more time. But then I'm always happy with what I what I did. If it's finished, then it's fine. For example, when I passed the test with a six, one time I, I enrolled for the reset. Then I forgot the date, so I didn't, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it. But... but <laughs> But then I also didn't care that much because I already finished it. And I wouldn't really want to improve that much more. It was okay. You're also starting your own business, which is called Beanscription. And I don't know if you really want to talk about it and why you decided to, to start it. I think it's just something, again, where I committed myself to do it. And it was during my exchange. We had a course called Entrepreneurship. And there we had to come up with a business plan. And I did it together with my roommate. And we were just thinking about ideas. And then eventually this idea came up of coffee subscriptions. So we created this business plan and eventually it turned out fine. But I was pretty enthusiastic about it. I thought it would be a really nice idea. And I didn't really focus on it that much. 
But I always kept it in my head. And then when I got home again, eventually I bought this book and I read through it. And at the same time, I started an Instagram account. Just, I don't know, I do those things on the side. I like to do those. Uh, I, I had it before an Instagram account where I post uh, healthy foods. Uh, so it's so, just something to keep me busy creatively and maybe eventually turn it into something valuable. So I did that and I started reading the book and on the side making posts. So the book was about coffee? Yeah, yeah, explained in detail everything. On the side I created posts from what I read. So it was really, it was like I was learning something and I could remember it better because at the same time I was making these posts and I was listening to a podcast and not particularly about coffee, but from that I also learned more new things about, for example, caffeine. And that kept making me ideas of, of new posts and then I would just keep going with it. But I didn't really know what to do yet. So eventually it stopped for a long time, but I still, I always kept it in my head. But it was like, okay, I don't really have money for it now and I need to be really busy with my study. So you, th this whole thing was during this past year? Yeah, after my exchange. Yeah. yeah. I was always busy with a lot of things. So then eventually now, this year, when I started working, I had a job, and during those eight hours that I needed to work at my job, I needed to think of my job, of, of course. But then all of a sudden after, I didn't have anything anymore. And also in the weekends, which was really weird because... I'm used to always doing something and always having something on my mind, for example, with my study. It was all gone and I, I had nothing. <laughs> so, so then I was like, okay, then I'll try it because now I can earn enough money to, to buy the things I need to start it. And it's a nice way to keep myself busy. And yeah, I, I still like it. So Why coffee? I don't know. I just grew the, the coffee. <laughs> I know that what you want to do with your coffee and with your brand is to put out there high quality coffee and sort of create something that is different from what you can normally find that is reliable that is probably you know where it's coming from and, and all that sort of things i mean you are creating a story around that so that people know what they're getting what they are you are trying to probably commercialize something that is actually different and than what you can find out there but at the, at the same time everyone can afford that's what i would love to be able to do but it still is really expensive yeah, <laughs> and that's why i don't really care about making money with it at the moment i just thought it would be really cool to have my own product and i think you can learn a lot from it from starting everything because i'm going through everything and it takes a lot of time to find out also with the website arranging everything to to be able to finally sell the product It takes so much time and so many things that come up. So I think it's also a really good way besides my current job to learn more things. The only thing that I think is sometimes stressful when I think about it is like, what if I start this web shop now and it, it starts going well? And then in two months, I will be in a different continent. And then I need to be able to manage it from there. And that's the only thing that sometimes I'm like, yeah, why, why should I start it then if it's... If I'm so far and it's going to be really hard to be still able to give the customers the same experience while I'm in Mexico. So why are you going to Mexico? Because it's fun. <laughs> Do you want to tell us a bit more about it? Because you're going on exchange to Mexico, right? What's your goal with this new experience? Why did you feel? I think what's interesting is, for example, now that you are, which is a bit weird sometimes, you're building something here. You're done with your masters. You have your job. It's obviously not what you probably want to do forever, but it helps you right now and to learn, first of all, and then to sort of yeah, earn money as well, I think. But then it always comes to a moment or a place in your life in which you go like, all right, I've achieved stuff. Now I need something new. And now you are creating your own thing, which could be what you want to do, what you don't want to do. We, we don't know. Time will tell us. But then you still feel the need to, let's move again. Let's do something different. This is not enough. And that's something that I feel constantly. What happened within yourself? Like, why did you decide at some point, all right, let's go to the other side of the world. I need to do something different. Well, at the beginning, I had two options. I could also go to do another master, a double degree in Italy, in Rome, or I could go on exchange. But I really wanted to have another experience like abroad of course i could also just move to another country and then find out find out from them which would also be a yeah. cool option <laughs> I, i still want to do that eventually probably 
but this was also a really nice opportunity and initially i really wanted to go to rome but then my friend also wanted to go on exchange and we were talking about it and we were dreaming about the fact that we would be able to go to the same destination because it would be so much fun and we could do so many cool things but of course it's really hard to get chosen to the same exchange destination so it was like okay we'll we'll see how it goes and otherwise we can also just travel and then i chose to do that instead of going to italy and at first we wanted to go to we had a, a few options first we wanted to go to canada to toronto but that one was really um quickly was full and then uh, we chose intentionally for destinations that we thought wouldn't be that likable by other students and that we would still like and that would still be a really cool experience to, yeah. to go to so then we chose mexico and two others i forgot but yeah and then we got chosen for the same one so that was so cool and we didn't really believe it in the beginning and i still i don't really believe it because we don't even have a ticket yet but, <laughs> but yeah but it's really cool so we started to to figure things out and then of course we really wanted to learn spanish because yeah. it's always a good thing to to know so now we're taking spanish classes and so what's the driver of it all though is it the need to learn more like learn spanish to discover more about a different culture to what is it that deep down you feel that makes you keep on going and changing and experiencing new things rather than being all right i'm fine because i think there's many people that go like yeah i'm good yeah, there's there is there's a lot of people but i could never do that why never i could never be like fine with something how can you be fine <laughs> i don't know how can you if you have like a job and everything is the same every day it doesn't work in my head i need change i need to do fun things spontaneous things and be able to do them and i would never be fine with going to a job from nine to five and then in the weekends i don't know eat out and then after work watch netflix on the couch with my dog i don't know <laughs> I, i could never do that so i needed to have something to look forward to again and also i want to experience as many things as possible so that's that's maybe why and even if you're saying that you like change and you seek change does it come easy and without pain anyways even if it's what you want like going to mexico i don't think it would be painful i think it would yeah. be really fun especially because i'm with my friend so yeah. it kind of yeah. maybe it's a bit more in, in my comfort zone if i would go and move to a different country by myself Of course it would be scary at first. I think I would really like it actually. I think it would be a really cool experience. Yeah, I agree. Mate, I really enjoyed our conversation and I really hope you get to experience and find what you're looking for in Mexico. Thank you so much for being part of this. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was really nice. <laughs> <laughs>